Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Wednesday morning, May 6th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, we just read through a little bit of the Bible together, trying to understand what God's Word says and how it applies to us. And this year, we'll work through all the Gospels together. We're almost done with the book of Matthew, and so this morning we look at Matthew chapter 24, beginning at verse 45, and we'll work through chapter 25, verse 13. So go ahead and grab our coffee and jump into God's Word. Matthew chapter 24, beginning at verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on the day when he is not looking, when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will come out, sorry, and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then verse 25, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there, be, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, that you neither, that for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Well, why don't we pray? Father, I thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you do not hide hard things from us. Lord, we thank you that you uh, tell us things in ways that we can see and understand. Father, we pray that you would remove any scales from our eyes that we might be able to see clearly, that you would enlighten our eyes, that we would be able to perceive what you are teaching us here this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we always ask ourselves like good Bible readers, our ABCs. 
A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse? And lastly, C, what are we called to do? Now, I'm going to go ahead and pull us back a verse because I think all of these are connected, right? We need to remember what Jesus just told us in Matthew 24:44. Therefore, also, you be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So I would ask, what would you write in the margin of your Bible to say this first story is about, so the illustration of the two servants, right? So what is Jesus talking about? How would you summarize it in the margin of your Bible? Illustration of two servants is right. That's the story that Jesus is telling. That's the object lesson or the parable that Jesus is using. But what is Jesus actually talking about? Why does Jesus give this parable? I guess is what I'm asking. I'm really curious. I'd like to know, to write down in the comments below, what is Jesus actually writing about? Is he just giving us a pretty story about the illustration of the two servants? Or how does it tie with verse 44? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm seriously just going to let you answer that question yourself. Normally, I give that to you. I want you to give it to me this time. Down in the comments, let me know. What is this talking about? How does this relate to verse 44? Remember, I'll show you verse 44 again. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And so we have two servants, one servant who's doing well and who's prepared, and another servant who is not doing well, who ends up going and associating with the drunkards, who ends up being a lazy sluggard, who ends up stealing, and, and he ends up uh, beating his fellow ser servants. And the master comes on a day that he's not looking for him. Uh, and, and he gets something. So let me know. What do you think that's talking about? And I'm going to challenge you likewise in the next section, 25 through 13. You all are smart. We've done this together for weeks now, time and time again. And you've given me amazing insight as you've written comments and sent me messages. I'd really like to know, how would you summarize? What would you write in the, in the margin of your Bible for this parable about the ten virgins? Now, we could get into the nitty-gritties of these, but is Jesus really just giving us a story? Or is he getting at a point here? The parables aren't just meant to make little kids lean in and pay attention, but Jesus is teaching us in ways that we can understand. So what would you write in, your, in the margin of your Bible as a summary for this? A, what is this about? What is the parable of that lazy servant about? And what is the parable about the ten virgins about? You know, that, that's the story again here where there are five watchful and five lazy. Five who came prepared and were waiting and ready for their master's return. Here I think the word Lord, Lord uh, should be master, master. Um, but that, that's fine. Kuryo, kuryo is, is, the, is what it says. That's fine. Um, but what is that getting at? What is Jesus driving home with 1244, and how does that let us understand what the rest of this means? Well, as a hint towards that, and again, you're smart. I know that you can do this. I'd like for you to actually tell me what you think these are about. I'm going to go ahead as a hint and underline what I think are the best verses to summarize these. So in verse 13, Jesus again tells us a command. So verse 13, I'm going to go ahead and highlight that in my Bible. That's what I think is the best verse to summarize that section. And then uh, in the one before that, I'm going to highlight verse 50 and 51. 
So those are the two verses I think are best summarize these two sections, and I think they go together with 1244. Again, I'm really excited. I, I know that you can do this. What do you think Jesus is getting at here? Type it down in the comments. Um, what is Jesus trying to say? Well, lastly, we need to ask ourselves, see, what are we called to do in response to this? Well, this is the exact same thing that Jesus said in verse 44. And, and he says it in different words, but he's getting at the same point. Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, gives us a command. And when there's a command, that's what we should do, right? So Jesus says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Jesus is going to come again, and we need to be ready for him. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray, Father, that we would be those who would be ready. We pray, Father, that you would care for us and bless us. Lord, we pray that we would be watchful and that we would be diligent, that we would know that our master is coming at any moment, at any hour, Lord, and that we are diligently about his work in his vineyard for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you today, and may he give you peace.